there is nothing more important than building your own identity. Not what your parents told you, not what your family and friends think that what you are capable of or what you are not. Let's discover the journey of discovering your unique identity. Hey there, I am Vishani Nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast. I realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's. So after failing thousand times, I'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what I do the best, entertain and educate through podcasting, digital content creation and thought leadership. On this podcast, I uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life build conviction to follow them and how to build systems to sustain them and if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same then i'm up for a chat on my instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in but for now if you want to achieve your goals and build never failing systems then what are you waiting for let's get started Welcome on my first step ever to the 84th episode where we try and discover and uncover stories that help you become more strong more powerful and it helps you understand that why you should always listen to your heart and have the conviction to move forward towards your goal and to help us on this journey today we have an amazing and really talented young girl all the way coming from canada so please join me in welcoming urmi hosen i am good and i am so excited to chat with you today uh, all because of the mark that you have made in your industry and the way you are moving forward and impacting so many lives so let me introduce you to my listeners and audiences today urmi is a full time female worker in the financial service industry she started working in this industry for about 6 years which is really really nice because i think the number of ex- years really add a lot to your experiences as well and you become perspective about things that and she comes from an educational background in finance well of course and she's currently pursuing her cfa designation and that's why i say that she is a talented young girl always looking forward to improving herself going ahead and you know learning more skills so she also volunteers for causes such as women empowerment and she likes to give back to the non privileged at such a such a noble use of time She is a big proponent of self-investment and continuous learning. This is really amazing. So and she has also written a very very interesting book which is called Discovering Your Identity. And I think that's the very very relevant topic that we would be discussing today and also understanding that where does this come from? Before we reach anywhere there are a lot of phases that we go through and very very uh, different experiences that we acquire. So let's go back to the very beginning of Urmi. So Urmi, can you please tell us our viewers and listeners that where where do you come from? What what is your background and what were your mindset while you were growing up? A lot of questions over there. <laughs> yeah. So um, so my name is Urmi as you introduced me and I live in Canada and I am 
So this is an interesting question that you're asking me and it, which is one that I have not heard for many years, which is where are you from? Because it was one of the questions I always struggled to answer, especially after moving to Canada. So I was basically, I always say, tell people that I am Italian by birth and Bengali by blood. So I was born and raised in Italy and my parents are from Bangladesh. And now I am Canadian by law because I've been living in Canada for so many years and I was finally able to get the citizenship in Canada. To answer a little bit about myself, uh, I've been, I work in the financial services industry and to answer the question which is about mindset, I would say that I had this mindset of curiosity and always open to, to learn and which is, which is something that's reflected a lot in my personality and in the things that I do, because as you mentioned, like I'm always looking to learn new skills. And even if I, even in my education, I never stopped the learning. I am still currently studying and I'm working in the financial services industry. And I grew up with this mindset of always being curious. Like I'm always curious about things. I like to explore stuff and I'm always looking for things to learn. Like I learned through education, but I also read a lot books and I watch a lot of documentaries which is something that people find like boring of me but I just I just love watching documentaries because I feel like I can learn so much and I am someone who's very like always like willing to learn like I never say no when it comes to learning because I feel like we're always we're students for life at the end you know like no matter what you, what your age is you're always learning you're always student basically that's an interesting background that I think you own and I, I'm sure you have several experiences and stories to tell us because let me see. So you are a curious personality. You are a lifelong learner. You are a go-getter. And I think all these traits are such an important factor for a person to always keep going forward and keep improving themselves. And this is how you become the best version of yourself. Now, coming from finance industry, you still place a lot of importance on personal branding. That is very interesting. Just before I ask about why personal branding, I like to backtrack and ask, like, because you have several different identities, your parents are Bengal, from Bangladesh, but you were born in Italy. Now you were a Canadian. So were there ever, you know, challenges in your own head trying to identify that who you really are? And if you did have those kind of challenges, how did you overcome them? Yes. So I always had this issue about my identity because I never knew how to identify myself to people. So especially for, so for instance, when I was in Italy, when I would go to school, people would look at me as not belonging to them, you know, because all the people that I was surrounded with were, they were pretty much Italian. Okay, There was no kid from Bangladesh, there was no like immigrant kid or anything like that. Even though I was born and raised in Italy, I still felt like I did not belong to their world because I was, I looked different, even though I sounded as much, like I sounded very much like them because I was speaking Italian very fluently and learned it at school. And in my whole life, I always felt like I was an outsider. I never felt like I was fitting a box because I was very conscious that I did not look like my other friends. And I always felt like they couldn't, they couldn't totally understand me because it was, it was very new for them as well. You know, they never met someone who was like different from them. And, but the problem was that at home, I feel like I did not belong even at home because I was, I had this upbringing, which was so much Western, it was so Italian that when I was at home, I feel like I did not belong. 
to my to my home because my parents could not understand me. My parents always had these strict rules on me, these rigid rules. They wanted me to behave a certain way. They wanted me to do certain things. And so my whole life, I didn't know if I had an identity. Like I never knew if I should tell people I am Italian, if I should say I'm Bengali. But every time I would say that I would, I would say like I'm born in Italy and my parents are from Bangladesh. This is how I would present myself to people. But then when I moved to Canada, this is where I struggled the most because like the question that you asked me was, where are you from? When people would ask me this question, this is where I struggled. So I was like, do I say I'm from Bangladesh or do I say I'm from Italy? And again, I was like, okay, I'm just going to try with either one of the answers. So sometimes I would say I'm Italian and people would look at me and be like, okay, but you don't look Italian. And when I would say, okay, I'm going to just say I'm from Bangladesh and people would question it because they would see that my accent was very Italian when I would speak English. So for many years, I went through this struggle because I was like, people could question everything I say and I don't like it. So in the recent years, I think I just had a lot of like self-reflection about this. And I was like, do I have an identity? What is actually my identity? And after living in Canada for so many years and seeing so many people like me where they had this multiple um, ethical backgrounds, I finally came to realize that I don't want to tell people that I am either one of these. I'm going to say that I, that I am both because I actually embrace both of the cultures equally so this is how now when I introduce myself to people I I say that I am Italian Bengali and I don't want anyone to question like like no one is in the position to question who I am what I want to be who I want to be and I just if they want to ask further questions they're more than uh, I'm more than happy to answer the questions but if I tell you that I'm Italian Bengali this is who I am because I do have this this culture that I grew up with which was very Italian and at home I had my parents teaching me about their own culture which is also part of me so I just embrace both very equally right now and this is who I am. I'm really glad that you had that process in your life and that you really took out some time to reflect that what really defines you this is a question you know for many of us even if we belong to a particular country a particular culture throughout our lives but there is a point when we are all growing up that we ask ourselves who we really are what really defines us is it our culture or is it what our parents have told us or is it what our friends and family are telling what we look like or what we think that what they think that we are good at so i think it's a very necessary step that you have taken of actually understanding that who do you think you are and really owning up to it and i believe this process must have made you so much more confident in your own self and not just the kind of identity that you have created but each and every decision that you're taking from there on because this is a very very essential step so i am really happy that you did that and you have such an amazing identity to begin with because it's so unique and i think unless you would have owned it up i would have never met such a unique person <laughs> so thank you <laughs> this is really amazing i'm so happy that you you're here you're sharing your thoughts your vulnerabilities with us and how the entire thing went uh, for you so urmi from you know coming from italy having and uh, you know going through these different challenges all the throughout your academic life while growing up and then coming to canada and having this self reflection moment 
when was the time you thought of stepping into the personal branding industry and why did you think of it so it was i would say it was almost like almost two years ago almost okay i would say it was probably like at the beginning of 2020 and i think it was because we just had so much time available to us because we were in a lockdown and i just kept reflecting a little bit about myself and who i am and I always like realized that I'm a very like altruistic person. And then I was thinking there are so many things that I like to do, like volunteering. And then I was thinking there are so many things that I did in my life that I have achieved that I want to share them to the world. And it all started with my LinkedIn profile, which I never had. Like my whole life, I did not have a LinkedIn profile, even though I knew that I needed it for my for my uh, network, for my connection. I needed it to look for a job. I knew that I needed it, but I still didn't want to have it. And then I was like, you know what? I need to get comfortable with this, with everything that is uncomfortable. So this is what I, this is how it started. Because I was like, you know what? I have things that I want to offer to the world. I want to make a change to the world. So I have to make sure that people know me. So that this is how I started to think a little bit of personal branding. And I didn't know how I was doing this. I was just taking like little steps, like uh, just by watching what other people were doing. <laughs> So I started with um, with my LinkedIn profile, and initially I was very shy. Like I was like, initially I I started with my LinkedIn profile, and I and I wasn't sure what I was going with it, but I knew there was so much that I could talk about, like everything that I have achieved at school, with my work experience, with my volunteering, my extracurricular activities. So I was like, I'm gonna start with this. And I remember I was super concerned about putting my profile picture out there because I was like, I don't want people to know who I am. But then when I spoke to a few people, they were like, no, you have to tell the world who you are because this is how you can make change. This is how people can connect to you. This is how people can relate to you, to your, to your story. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with it. So I started with LinkedIn profile. Then one day I was, I was talking to my sister and she was like, you know, I want to have a blog. And then I don't know how I got the same idea that I was like, you know what? I'm going to try with a blog. I was like, I'm going to do a blog too. I'm going to see where it goes. I don't even know what I want to talk about. And I remember even with the blog, it was the same issue. I was like, I don't want people to know me. I don't want to tell my story. I don't want to put my picture. But then you're not telling people who you are if you're not putting a little bit of yourself out there so i started to get a little bit more comfortable with that there are pictures of me on my blog and i started to tell a little bit about my story where i talk about a little bit of my, my identity and a lot of trial and error i finally figured out what i want to talk about and who i'm targeting and because i feel like i know so much about you know public speaking volunteering career finance and stuff like that i was like i'm gonna talk about this and i'm gonna try to target women uh, because I think usually like women are so much undervalued and we're not given all the tools to be, you know, a, like no one really invests in women, especially in the South Asian community. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to create a blog. I'm going to write everything that I do in my life and hopefully can empower someone else as well. So I started with that. And then I had created my own YouTube channel, which is still like it's a work in progress. I recently started. And then I started to go like into different parts the shows where people invite me because I started to realize that people are so much interested in my own story where I found my identity and like you said like it's something that makes me unique but I never thought of that like I never thought it was very unique to me and and now I appreciate a little bit more the fact that I am like I have this identity because it makes me stand out and people can notice it but I know 
to people, other people like me can relate to me. And, and then recently I was like, you know what, I'm going to also write a book about it. I'll talk about a little bit of episodes that happened to me when I was a kid, especially being like South Asian and, you know, growing up in a South Asian household and really also felt like growing up in a very Western culture. And I was like, I'm going to go with that as well. So I did a lot of things and I feel like it just made me a little bit more confident. And I used this to like just promote myself because I think in the world where we live right now, it's not enough to have hard skills, but you want to show people that you have additional skills that you that you might not able to show them during an interview, but they can see them when they're looking you up on the internet. Personal branding is a process, is a slow building process. And the sooner you start, the better and you will reap the benefits for sure going forward in the future. So as you mentioned that, you know, that when, for example, someone is going for an interview at that point in time, if the person already has, you know, the personal brand created, the legacy that the person tried to create already there on the social media visible. And that's easier for the other person who is kind of, you know, trying to understand if you're a good fit for the company or not. It's easy for them to have a go and it's easier for you to share it and let them know more about you. And it also shows the consistency in what you're saying in an interview or in a business meeting or just in a normal conversation with when they can actually see it on your LinkedIn profile or maybe any other social media that, yeah, this person really means what the person says and really good at it. Thank you so much, Urmi, for taking us through your personal branding journey. Why did you start it? How did you start it? And I think I like the fact that you have taken us in depth because that is what our audience and listeners are looking for. And because each step makes us realize that what are the gaps or the questions that we can ask about about ourselves and how we can go forward. So for me, in this journey of yours, were there ever moments like, you know, where you felt it's not working out for me? Maybe I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not going the right direction. And if yes, how did you overcome that mental block? You know what, my biggest, I would say my biggest mental block was my concern about what would people think of me. That was my biggest concern about everything that I did and everything that I'm doing. Because I think, uh, especially as a woman, and especially as like South Asian women, we're always looking for like validation from other people and we only care about their validation. We look for their confirmation and we just care about what they think of us, which is why I feel like sometimes I was not doing what I wanted to do because of that. That was probably my biggest mental block, the biggest challenge. And then I was thinking, but why should I stop being myself, doing doing the things that I love just because I'm concerned about what will people think of me. Because here are the thing, there will be those people that really like what you do, and then there's gonna be those that just do not like what you do, and they will always be judgmental, but they will only be judgmental. Like they cannot do anything more than just saying bad things. So no matter what you do, good or bad, people will always have a say about you. And this is why I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go forward with this. I don't care about what people will say. I need to live my life. I need to live my own truth. 
I need to live, need to live my life with my own passions and do what I love. So this is what I did. I was like, I know I'm going to make an impact and inspire other people by doing what I'm doing. And as long as I can make an impact to their lives, that's more than enough. I don't need to care about what other people are saying. And if they do say, like, at least I have something, like, I, I give them something to talk about. So, which is, again, a good thing, I guess. So, that was, like, I would say my biggest, my biggest, biggest challenge or mental block. Wow. I think you're very brave because, as you mentioned, that your biggest block was thinking that what people will say of you. And despite that, going forward and starting your own personal brand, letting your real self out there, I think you have taken your first step towards achieving your goal of building your own personal brand and identity. Thank you so much, Urmi. It has been an amazing time chatting with you, understanding about your journey and the whys behind everything and how did you take the small steps. And I'm really happy that you are showing everyone around you that it is possible and we are able to you know, fight within our own fears. And you will never be less of any fears. The fear will always remain, but you have to still take the step. So thank you so much, Urmi. And before we take your leave, I'd like you to just tell us a bit about the book that you have written and what we can find about it. So my book is called uh, Discovering Your Identity. And basically in this book, I talk about uh, I talk about, about my life in Italy and what it was like to grow up there. But I do talk about from a perspective of a South Asian woman. So I do talk about from my own perspective. So what it felt like to, you know, go to school in Italy, what it felt like to have Italian friends. Or I talk about a little bit about religion, because you know, like Italy is very like Catholic, whereas I grew up in a very Muslim, a very Muslim-oriented household. For instance, or for instance, like what it felt like to be a woman, what it felt like to be an older sibling you know like you have to you have to set the expectation people look up to you so i talk about a little bit about those episodes that happened in that happened when i was a kid and how they shaped me to be the person that i am today so i talk about that and i talk about a little bit into my life uh, until i arrived to canada but i don't i don't talk about uh, i i just stop until like until before i moved to canada because i feel like my life in canada deserves another book so in that book I just talk about literally about my life in Italy and what it felt like to be a South Asian woman and what it felt like to grow up there because I know that some of the episodes that I share I know a lot of South Asian women can relate to so that's mainly what the book is about and how I was able to find my identity basically. Incredible. I think this is an amazing book for anyone out there who's trying to build their own identity, trying to understand that how to really realize who they are. Thank you so much, Urmi, for being on my first step ever and taking us through your journey in such a candid way, because that's how we understand that what really goes through before taking your first step. So are you able to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that you really resonate with? Yes, there is one that I have on my phone and it says that I have it written here for your audience. It says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And this is related to what you just mentioned about fear, that fear will always be there. But I think at the end, you have to go through this cave to see what's, what's there because there is something beautiful out there that you would have never 
discovered if you have never followed that fear. So this is how I've been living my life for the past years. I always try to follow my fears because I know fear is not, it's not something negative. It is something I see it as a friend, as something very positive because so far everything that I did when I followed my fear, it just leads me to something beautiful and it made me a much more fearless, I would say, and powerful, and powerful woman. Awesome. Ending this episode on such an amazing and high note that fear will always be there, but you have to accept it and go past it. Thank you, Urmi, for being on my first step ever. And to all our listeners and audiences, we will see you next time very soon. Until then, start building that self-conviction, that self-belief that will let you understand, unravel your own identity and take you places. Thank you. reached thus far today firstly thank you so much it really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed so why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes i love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them so you can follow me on my instagram handle which is my first step ever underscore in and subscribe to my youtube channel for weekly video updates and yes if you like what i do over here follow my first step ever on google apple or spotify and please drop your rating to my show and comment well this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as i help you in your journey in taking the first step ever Until next time, start believing in yourself and most importantly, keep believing in yourself.